Reading from the Gospel of John, chapter 15, verses 1 to 8. Jesus said to the disciples, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine grower. He removes every branch in me that bears no fruit. Every branch that bears fruit, he prunes to make it more fruit, to bear more fruit. You have already been cleansed by the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me as I abide in you. Just as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who abide in me and I in them bear much fruit, because apart from me you can do nothing. Whoever does not abide in me is thrown away like a branch and withers. Such branches are gathered and thrown into the fire and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask for whatever you wish and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified in this, that you bear much fruit and become my disciples. This is the word of the Lord. A couple of weeks ago when Tim and I were, were sharing speaking responsibilities, we talked about uh, how to prepare ourselves to be ready for what the person who's going to be speaking has to bring to us, that there would be a sense of expectation. And as Tim and I were talking, we talked about uh, how one of the things I think from my understanding was that we used to pray for the speaker before they, they started. And so it's my pleasure to, to invite up Tracy. And I want to pray for her. So Tracy, uh, it's been fun to uh, talk with you and, and you're preparing for this. And I want to pray for you right now. Spirit of, of God, I pray that there would be an anointing upon Tracy as she speaks. We know that this is not her preferred thing to be doing on Sunday mornings. And in that, I pray that you would honor her faithfulness and the tenderness of her heart to speak past all of our boundaries and, and our protective layers to our souls. Move through her words in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hello, church. My name is Tracy Ashlock, and I'm grateful to share in this Lenten series of Meeting God in Unexpected Places. Um, before I begin, I wanted to give a gentle shout out to the wonderful Ann Park Grant, who is someone in my life that encourages me to become more of who I am. Didn't expect to cry, <laughs> but um, and she does this in the most gentle, kind, compassionate, loving way, um, which is so much of the way I experience God working for me in my life. So it is through her gentle encouragement that I'm up here today because I don't like public speaking, and um, it's a place that I've been asking God to heal in my life, and God is so very good. So thank you, Anne. Um, all right, this past summer. I found myself at the height of a difficult season. Physically, uh, I had been struggling with chronic migraine headaches for three years at that time, 
And I would have like these three months where I wouldn't get migraines and I would think maybe I'm healed, maybe I'm better. And then I would have a month where I would get 10 to 15 migraines in a month, which would just feel like one big migraine. Like I would either be an active migraine or I'd be recovering from migraine. And I, along with my doctors, did not know why I was getting them. I was told I had a sensitive neurology and that um, it was perimenopause was a difficult time for many women and that that was part of it. And, um, but interiorly, I was also um, struggling with like just a lot of disappointment in my life, and, but mostly I was disappointed with myself that I was 45 years old and I still had this deep kind of lack of confidence and um, I felt like I didn't know myself as well as I wanted, what my gifts were, what I wanted to do. I was an optometrist that was losing skills because I had chosen to stay home with the boys, but I didn't know that I wanted to be an optometrist anymore. I had finished a spiritual direction program, um, but I wasn't doing a lot with it because I didn't feel qualified given the place I was feeling inside and then also physically what I was struggling with. And I felt so tossed around by my own thoughts about what I should do or what other people thought I should do or about what our culture thought I should do. And I had allowed some bad habits to come into my life, like watching too much Netflix or drinking too much alcohol. And I was disappointed in church also. And I was relieved that we were away so many weekends in the summer. I felt God's absence and lack of insight. And it was difficult to pray without the sense of God's loving presence. This, in spiritual direction language, is called spiritual desolation which is considered to be a normal part of our spiritual journey. And I knew from my training that it was like good and wise to resist the temptation to take a break from church or just get an optometry job or move away to all temptations that I was... Many of the thoughts, there were other thoughts going through my mind at that time, but to stand firm in the decisions that I had made in the previous time where I did feel God's presence and I did feel this sense of love and hope and faith and charity in the Lord. But I also knew that there were good changes I could make against the desolation, like insisting on more prayer or meditation um, or examining my life to figure out how had I gotten to this place. But that all felt very hard to do at the time. Last summer at the same time, or that same summer, we made our yearly trip to see extended family at Diamond Lake near Spokane, Washington. And during that trip, God came to me through a most unexpected person, an extended family member that I had judged, forgive me, Lord, to be immature and untrustworthy in spiritual matters. And, but I would often find her listening to this podcast by this teaching pastor that she said was so good. And before we left, she had shared the podcast with Hans and I, and we were skeptical, but we, we listened to it, and we were like, it is so very good. And the pastor's name was John Mark Comer, and he, at that time, was the lead pastor of Bridgetown Church in Portland, Oregon. And um, his he, and it was just, oh, sorry, we, where am I? Okay. Um, Anyway, his teaching felt so, um, I listened to it, and his teaching felt so good and right on with what I needed at that season in my life. And his teaching is based on this idea that we're all being spiritually formed by something, whether we're aware of it or not, and that if we want to be formed by Jesus, we need to 
um, organize our lives around being with Jesus and doing what Jesus did um, and becoming more like Jesus. And it's, can you show Alex the vine picture that I put up? Yeah. It's sort of like this idea from the passage that Judy read in John 15 that um, in order to be, we're the branches connected to Jesus, which is the true vine, but we all need to, this rule of life or to create this scaffold in our life to help us stay connected to Jesus, which is the true vine. And this is all stuff many of us have probably heard before about the spiritual disciplines, but this time it came alive for me and it filled me with hope for my future and it, I felt a renewal in my heart began to happen. And so his teaching was about the spiritual disciplines that Jesus practiced, like prayer and silence and solitude and fasting and Sabbath and community life and group and shared life. But it was also about living an unhurried life with margin where I could be surprised by joy and interrupted. And it was also about living an embodied life where I got enough sleep and exercise and put good food into my body. Can you show the bird picture now? <laughs> yeah, this is one of my favorite holy interrupters. Uh, this is on a recent run around the marina. And this bird appeared to me, and he was so majestic and beautiful. And it was just like he, he was straight from heaven. And I just stopped in my tracks and watched him for a long time. And it made me think I need to join the birders in our community <laughs> as part of my rule of life. Uh, yes, yes, so beautiful. Anyway, um, so out of this, this time, I began to create a rule of life that acknowledged my own limitations and who I am, the season of life that I was in, and I began to swap out habits that weren't serving me for habits that were bringing me life and joy and service. And I was also able to have conversations with folks from church about places I felt hurt and disappointment that brought a lot of healing and understanding. And we started a life group with some dear friends from church. This is all still very much a work in progress that I will never graduate from and that I will always be changing to make it work for different seasons of my life. But it is bringing me so much hope and freedom, and I am experiencing a renewal in my life with Jesus. I'm still getting these chronic migraine headaches, but I'm carrying them with so much more peace and God is healing me in unexpected ways. Being up here in front of you is part of that healing. And there is the surprise consolation in the migraines of me participating in something so much greater than myself, the suffering of my church, of all of you, and the great suffering of our world. Pastor Phil shared a couple weeks ago, a few weeks ago, from 2 Corinthians about our sufferings getting swirled together with Jesus' sufferings, and how in that there's much comfort and consolation. And that is what I'm experiencing. And in that I'm befriending, I'm learning to befriend my migraines. I'm also in this process of unpacking my deep desires and learning about my gift and experimenting with them. Discerning by doing is what I feel called to in this season. And I feel peace and confidence in this process that sometimes feels slow and sometimes feels like God just opened that door. I wanted to end by sharing this prayer that seems to be written on my heart these days. 
It is a way for me to welcome God more fully into the unknowns of my day. This prayer reminds me that God is in everything and that God is able to use our sufferings, our tragedies for good. It also reminds me that there is a change in spirituality as we get older, one more of letting go, of accepting the things I cannot change, but having courage to change the things I can and should change. This prayer speaks to God operating in an entirely different value system where we lose ourselves, love others, and become enamored with life. It opens us up to a different way to live. I will carry my crosses like my migraines with peace. This is the welcoming prayer of Father Thomas Keating. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I welcome everything that comes to me today because I know it's for my healing. I welcome thoughts, feelings, emotions, persons, situations, and conditions. I let go of my desire for power and control. I let go of my desire for affection, esteem, approval, and pleasure. I let go of my desire for survival and security. I let go of my desire to change any situation, condition, person, or myself. I open to the love and presence of God and God's action within. Amen.